Hello world, I'm Greg Patton. It's a Monday. News and stuff right after this. It's true, in February and March, we're all over the place. We're going to be down at First Free Will Baptist Church. That's with Pastor Nathan Jennings. Elizabethan, Tennessee, then down the street at Lynn Valley Baptist Church with Pastor Tim Tapp and the families there at Lynn Valley. Going to be over at Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia with the Southwest Radio Conference, a prophecy live. Going to be a great time. Pray you can get out and join us, my friend. I think we have a, a Wednesday night open yet, so if you'd like to have us come speak at your church, get in touch. Meanwhile, InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. Got your copy yet? Get in touch. InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. And we're well into, if not almost finished, with the new America, a flood of evil. Got a lot of writing done over the weekend on the church, the real one, and then that uh, fake one, the Catholic church, it'll all be in the new book. Yeah, what's happened to America? Where have we gone wrong? It's coming, my friend. What in the world is going on? What does 8 trillion gallons of water look like. A California deluge begins as residents are told to evacuate over life-threatening bomb cyclone, bringing hurricane force winds and dumping 8 trillion gallons of rain with 37 million residents under flood warnings out there on the West Coast. The latest in the series of atmospheric river storms, they're called, bringing heavy flooding to much of the state. Residents in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties urged to evacuate their homes. The term bomb cyclone denotes a storm that rapidly worsens within a 24-hour period. The first images have uh, appeared showing California being pummeled by potentially deadly rain and winds as 37 million residents are under a flood alert. Beware. Well, her name came up as a very real possibility of vice presidential candidate with Donald Trump. Talking about South Dakota Governor Christy Nome. She's been banned from the Pine Ridge Reservation after speaking out about wanting to bolster the U.S.-Mexican border by sending razor wire and security personnel to Texas, adding that cartels are infiltrating the state's reservations. Well, duh. A tribal president issued a statement on social media on Friday regarding her comments. Due to the safety of the OD, effective immediately, you are hereby banished from the homelands of the Aglaya Sioux tribe. Chief, what's his name? Star comes out, that's his name, said in a Friday statement addressed to Nome. Oweti is a word for people or nations. You're not allowed on the reservation, Governor. Uh-huh. Senate negotiators on Sunday released the text of the much-anticipated border deal that lawmakers have been hashing out with White House officials since last December, incorporating significant reforms, including a crackdown on asylum and parole. Talks have been ongoing for months as a bipartisan group of lawmakers, Senator James Langford, Kristen Sinema, and Chris Murphy, have tried to strike a deal with the White House officials to fix the crisis at the southern border. The deal would be included in supplemental spending that includes billions in foreign assistance to Ukraine and Israel. And of course, Donald Trump wants the House to shoot it down. Is this kind of a, what, a political deal? 
Is there a presidential election coming up? Is he going to do, that guy, that squatter in the White House, do all he can to get back in again? Yeah. You know, you begin to wonder whether you should even listen to any of the news reference to politics and the different polls. It was only last Friday. I told you that a Connecticut University poll showed Biden now up six points. Well, one of the liberal loonies, NBC, comes out with theirs. Now Trump is getting stronger. He's now five points ahead, an incredible percentage points ahead in everything if they talk about the border, the economy, etc. Well, who in the world in their right mind would vote for Joe Biden? I mean, I'd really have a time deciding if the devil were running against Biden. Mike Burrow, that guy famous for dirty jobs, warned American higher education is facing a giant reckoning as more families reevaluate their choices when it comes to child care and degrees. I believe that we're seeing a giant reckoning, he said, through the lens of PR, where parents are going to look at the cost of a four-year degree. The cost of attending a college or university in the U.S. has drastically increased in recent years. Coupled with record-setting inflation and costly student loans, more parents, more students are exploring alternatives to a four-year degree. And according to the Wall Street Journal, nearly 50% of moms and dads say they will not send their child to a four-year university. Furthermore, 66% of high school students believe they would be fine without any college degree. Just get on with it. The former Dirty Jobs host attributed these changes to inflation in higher education, especially esteemed universities like Harvard. The inflation is not limited to our economy, he said. There's a credential inflation. There's a grade inflation. There's a legacy problem over there as well. Yeah, blue collar, you can make a bunch of money in certain areas. Sure you can. Hey, have you heard of or watched The Chosen? So many have. And now it's been reported the biggest surprise on the movie charge this weekend was not even a movie. As the crowd-funded Christian sensation The Chosen Season 4 debuted in the number two position, grossing nearly $7.5 million since Thursday. The film is actually the first of three episodes of the TV show's new season bundled together, as it combines accurate Bible events with imagined yet plausible scenarios of what life was like for Jesus and his followers during the first century. A lot of people seem to like it, and they're telling their lost friends to, well, watch it. Oh, it's getting bad. Opposition is now calling Nikki Haley Tricky Nikki. And Donald Trump wasted no time this weekend responding to Haley's appearance on Saturday Night Live, where she trashed President Trump just minutes after the 11.30 p.m. cold open for the comedy show featuring a sketch of a fictitious CNN town hall meeting with the real-life Haley posing the questions, Trump posted a montage of Nikki's actual double-minded stances on a variety of serious issues. Haley posted the SNL clip of herself on X with a caption stating, I see dead people. That's exactly what voters will think if this race is between Trump and Biden come this fall. Had a blast tonight, she said on Saturday Night Live. No, it was past Donald's bedtime, so looking forward to the stream of unhinged tweets from him in the AM. Oh, boy. Trump's response came on the Truth Social Network within the hour of the NBC broadcast, simply saying, Tricky Nicky, 
above the video of the flip-flops. Well, it's something to think about. Several are proposing this. Most of you have heard and kind of somewhat shocked, I guess, in the Supreme Court coming against Texas and their razor wire and stopping all those people flooding by the thousands daily across the border. One of the surprises, a Donald Trump's nominee that became a Supreme Court justice, Amy Conant Barrett from South Bend, Indiana. She voted against Texas. And the question would be, really? A conservative voice like that? Why? Well, here's one answer. Uh, she has double allegiance to the United States of America and to a guy in Rome at the Vatican, the Pope. She is a strong Catholic. And uh, most of those people that have been flooding across the border, 99% are, at least they have been, Catholic. So yes, bring them in. It's like wanting to make America an all-Muslim nation. How about making America an all-Catholic nation? Where is your allegiance today, my friend? Isn't that something? It is something to consider. You know, just one more thing to throw into the mix of the new America, a flood of evil. Well, staying on the topic of illegals, another warning that a surge in illegal rivals to the Big Apple would destroy New York City and blaming the influx for prompting budget cuts. New York City Democratic Mayor Eric Adams reportedly plans to provide illegal alien families with prepaid credit cards. What? New York City has witnessed the arrival of more than 110,000 illegals over the past year, in part due to, well, Texas GOP Governor Greg Abbott and his policy of busing new arrivals to sanctuary cities in a bid to highlight the Biden administration's lax approach to border enforcement. There is no enforcement. Adams' administration has struggled to accommodate the migrants under the city's right-to-shelter mandate as it explored a litany of unconventional venues for use as potential temporary housing. So, one answer? Prepaid credit cards? He's looking to help families purchase food and other essentials, providing them with prepaid credit cards. The plan will begin with a $53 million pilot program. That's for the illegal residents staying at the Roosevelt Hotel. My, oh my, oh my. So let's stay there for a moment. In New York City, what about all those, well, seven of them, I guess, attacking two policemen in New York City? Yeah, suspects in that New York police attack have fled the city. Wow. Well, that's the place to go. I mean, New York City. They're fleeing Florida for New York City. Why? Well, my friend, CNN anchors momentarily were silent last week after learning why migrant gangs don't stay in Florida. Well, they go to jail there. That's why. And so they flee to New York City, where there's very little of any threat of jail time. So no wonder New York, New York, that's the place to be. I wonder if there'll be special debit cards for gang leaders there. Just absolutely insane what's happening in America. Hey, do you ever go dumpster diving? Do you even know what it is? My wife and I used to, trash night would be then Wednesday. 
So Tuesday night, we'd go all through the neighborhood here. You'd be surprised what you can find. An example, a woman from Maryland has lucked out. That's the term, that lucked out in her dumpster diving endeavors, claiming that she's accumulated $2 million worth of thrown away goods. Jennifer Lyris, 40-year-old mom of two from Baltimore, Maryland, took up dumpster diving 20 years ago when she was in college. At the time, she was an art professor, and she suggested the students, hey, start dumpster diving to look for some materials for this class. Although now she makes enough money as the owner of a marketing agency, she still enjoys rescuing items that are still in good shape. So she goes treasure hunting maybe once a week when she's out and about running her errands, and she still earns a ton of money. A Texas mom of four, she ditched her regular job to go dumpster diving, and she earns a little over $1,000 a week in other people's junk. I find it fun, but I don't think it saves me a ton of money because I keep so many things that I really like and things that I don't need. That's one of the dangers. So it's amazing what people throw away. Oftentimes, stores will either break or spray paint something that's brand new, kind of stop you from dumpster diving, but isn't that something? Oh, lots of money to be made. I bet Mike Rowe would like this story. So the speculation is, what was he doing there? Talking about Tucker Carlson in Russia, in Moscow. Yeah, the conservative media personality. He arrived in Moscow February the 1st, spotted attending the Bolshoi Theater in the capital. Questions, maybe he's going to be interviewing... Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Democrats and their propagandists in the media are spazzing out at the prospect of Tucker Carlson interviewing Putin. The words of Georgia Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, she's a pistol too, isn't she? By the way, Tucker, what are you doing in Moscow? Thoughts from here, there, and everywhere. Sent this one to my kids this morning. The devil whispers in your ear, you're not going to be able to weather this storm. I spoke back to him. I'm a child of God. With his leading, I am the storm. And there you go. There's a picture of a donkey tied to a plastic chair with the caption, sometimes the chains that prevent us from being free are more mental than physical. Amen. Something to pray about. Got a midnight text Saturday night. A woman in distress. Her 32-year-old daughter had just died in a one-car rollover. Yep, trouble ain't trouble till it hits me. Stop and pray today for all of those in great need. And for those who've lost a loved one, my mind still talks to you. My heart still looks for you, but my soul knows you're at peace. Still, I miss you every single day. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Hey, this might be fun. Let's talk about farm animals for a moment. How about sheep? Bible talks about it. sheep. Sheep are able to seek out their own sources of food and water. True or false? Sheep help each other out when another sheep is wounded or stuck. Sheep are strong, able to carry packs on their backs. Sheep are not afraid to graze away from the crowd, the herd. 
Sheep will follow anyone who gives them a command. What do you think? True or false on any of those? If you answered true to any one of them, you're wrong. The actual characteristics of sheep are the exact opposite of the ones described here. When Jesus said that we're like sheep, he wasn't paying us a compliment. Sheep are simple-minded. They respond immediately to the love and tender care of their shepherd and only their shepherd. Jesus said the sheep hear my voice, the shepherd's voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. This is John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. The sheep have security and direction because they know their shepherd and respond to his commands. Do you know the shepherd's voice today? Have sin, guilt stolen your joy? You can reclaim your life in the forgiving arms of Jesus Christ today, can you not? I trust that you've listened long enough to know that I am not soft on sin, any sin. There's a whole list of things, and the book of Romans chapter 1 says you're not going to heaven if you do those things. Now, that all changes if you accept Jesus Christ as Savior. So you've committed a murder. Can you be saved? Can God forgive murder? Someone suggested that maybe my thoughts on homosexuality said I was soft on that awful sin, and God maybe does not forgive homosexuality? Really? By the way, it's a touchy subject. Alistair Begg found that out when he suggested a grandma go to a homosexual wedding. And, and Begg's rationale there, although he's been strong against homosexuality, was that uh, these people, these two homosexuals, grandma might be the only link to heaven, someone who'd be willing to share Jesus Christ. So kind of up in the air when you think about it. Anyway, back to homosexuality and and forgiveness of sin, does God forgive it? God forgives all sin, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know those, once in that lifestyle, that have been saved by God and totally changed. Second Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things pass away. I think the main thing to consider is that a person must realize that forgiveness is not something that you muster up, something that you do, but it's something that a person receives as a result of Jesus Christ shedding his blood on an old rugged cross. And until you do that, there is no forgiveness. The process, well, 1 Corinthians 6.11 is quite clear as to the process of which God forgives man's sin, any sin. There are three key verses that deserve attention in verse 11, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. You're washed. Quite simply, this means that God has looked down upon your filthiness and has cleaned you up. This phrase marks the beginning of a turning point in the passage. Paul has been describing the wickedness of sinners, but then says in verse 11, such were some of you, but you were washed. It's also clear in Titus 3, 5, he saved us not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, great word mercy, by the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. This means by the power of the Holy Spirit, Christians are regenerated, given a new life and a new mindset. As the old hymn goes, what can wash away your sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
and then you are sanctified. This means that having already regenerated you, God has set you apart. Why has he done this? When you become a child of God, God sets you apart as one of his children for himself, for service unto himself, whereby he may be glorified in your life. And that's why Paul there in 1 Corinthians 6.15 commands Christians to refrain from uniting their bodies with prostitutes. You see, when a person commits immorality with someone else, they are committing immorality with the temple of the living God. And then you are justified? Along with the cleansing and sanctification, God has chosen to justify those who call upon the Lord. And in this, God declares by his own legal decree that you are no longer guilty. The penalty is no longer upon you, and you are forevermore a child of God. Legally speaking, this justification does not mean that you were found not guilty. Rather, it means that you were found guilty, and yet God immediately issued a pardon. That's great. You know, the question is not whether or not you can be forgiven. Instead, the only question is whether or not you will accept that forgiveness. However, you must ask yourself one really tough question. Do I just want to feel better about myself by getting rid of guilt? Or do I want to be wholly and completely forgiven of my sin? Do you want a happy feeling? Or do you want to be released from that which within you causes you to violate the laws of God? God will forgive you and your sin no matter what you've done. But first of all, you have to want to be forgiven. You have to be willing to confess that sin. You must be willing to repent, turn, do a 180. Genuine repentance does something to a man's spirit. It affects his heart, brings renewal to the mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2. There's a change of attitude. A man is what he thinks about all day long. You need to change. Empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, he enables a person to act differently and totally rearrange his mindset, his lifestyle, everything. Do you want to be free today? Do you want to be set free of all that guilt which you wake up with every day? You may look back on your past and you may look at your present and find that you're loaded up with guilt today. You cry over it. You're ashamed of it. Your self-image has been destroyed by that awful sin. Your self-esteem, it's in shambles. Why? Because of the way you feel about yourself. You want release? You want hope? You yearn for freedom and liberty? Who doesn't? You want a new start? A new beginning? Will God forgive you? Yes, he will. And he'll do it right now. Bow your head before Almighty God and ask. Ask. I remember being in that watch night service, December 1973, New Year's Eve, and the thing that sparked me was the pastor saying, wouldn't it be nice going into 1974, realizing that your entire past, everything under the blood of Jesus Christ, that did it. If that were possible, I thought in my mind, what a great new life. I did it. Got saved that night. And boy, the preacher was right. It's been a great 44 years under the blood of Jesus. All that wickedness forgiven. Thank you, Lord. And don't forget this great truth. Many people, many turn to God when life has them down. But they forget to keep in touch with him when it turns around. And this could be me. A guy's driving home from work and his cell phone rings. Honey, in a worried voice, the wife says, be careful. 
There's something on the news about some lunatic driving the wrong way down the freeway. He says it's a lot worse than that. There's dozens of them. <laughs> That's it. Another edition of Hello World. I'm Greg Patton. Thanks so much for listening. Continue to tell others about the broadcast. I so appreciate you being here each day at this time. Remember, still need friends just like you, so contact me, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, and we're only days away from coming to tennis. I'm so excited about that. Oh, I've had my say. That's the way it is. Monday, is it February the 5th? It is 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.